You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Willie Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. God bless you, woman of God. Thank God for you, you, and you. Amen. We appreciate you, woman of God. I was thinking about it even this morning, how long you've been with us. Amen. And we just thank God for you all. Amen. You all are a blessing to us. Amen. We thank God for you and Pastor Hector Foy. Amen. We just honor God. Yes, yes, yes. I am a child of God. Amen. As Pastor Cassandra Foy alluded to, amen. You're going to want to put in that you are a child of God. Amen. Praise God. Oh, my God. I am so excited for you. Amen. Because I know that today is the day of breakthrough. Today is your day of miracles. My God, my God. Praise God. Amen. We give honor to God, who's the head of our life. Amen. To his son, Jesus Christ, to the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank God for Apostle Mamie Tarver, Pastor Steve Tarver, Pastor Hector Cassandra Ford, Pastor Carolyn Doherty, amen, Prophetess Sonia Lewis, amen, Pastor Vondell Scott, amen, praise God, all of our ministers, Pastor Stephen Tarver, I don't know if I said that, but anyway, amen, because the Tarver is a Tarver, amen, but we thank God for each and every one of you, those of our guests, those in the five-fold ministry, we bless God for you, you, and especially you. Amen on today. And our first time guest, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Amen. If you're first time, even if you've been here for a while, amen, you've been with us, amen. Put in the state that you're chiming in from, man. We just love God and we love you, amen, because we are a child of God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We thank God for you. Amen. I'm excited. Amen. 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 This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You need to call a neighbor, call a friend. Let them know that Yes Lord Ministries is now on there. I see New Jersey in the house. All right, then. Yeah, I see PA in the house. All right, come on now. Yes, praise God. Somebody might say, why are you taking that kind of time? We want to know our reach. Amen. Praise God. Because the Bible says that the word of God, Jesus, is not coming back until the word of God has had an opportunity to reach the entire globe. Amen. It doesn't mean that everybody will accept him, but at least we know the word is going out. Amen. Somebody else said New Jersey in the house. All right. Praise God. Amen. We thank God for you, you, and especially you. Amen. We love you. We thank God for you. Amen. We're going to get right into the word. Amen. Somebody said the word is going out. Yes, it is. Amen. Praise God. All right. Get your Bibles, if you would. Turn to the book of Luke chapter 5. The book of Luke chapter 5. I'm going to be moving kind of swiftly on today. Amen. Praise God. I'll never forget we were um, years ago, some of the young people may not know about this, um, what I'm about to mention. Uh, we were on the highway 
and there was this trucker. He was on his way somewhere. And we had what they called a CB. Yeah, the CB was like um, they would have it, uh, a microphone, amen, it would attach, and then they had this long antenna on the outside of their car. And, and we'd say, you know, we knew a few words, you know, we said, breaker, breaker, one and nine, where you going, my buddy? He said, man, he said, look, I got a long way to go and a short time to do it. And it was a weekend holiday. He had to move quick. Amen. So I got a long way to go this morning, but a short time to do it in. Amen. So we just love you and thank God for you. Mark, uh, excuse me, Luke chapter five, verses two. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Verses two through six. Amen. Amen. If you have it, amen, you can say amen. 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 I'm reading, I'll be reading out of the King James Version. So it goes like this in my Bible, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he, Jesus, entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Verse 4, now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling a breakthrough for somebody. Somebody going to get an answer today. Somebody ought to say, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Amen. And then verse 5 says, and Simon answering him, said unto him, Master, uh uh-huh, we we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down thy net. And verse 6, and when they had done this, oh my God, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net, net break. Amen. I want to go back to, amen, verse number five. And Simon answering him said, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And verse six says, and when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. I want to talk with you today in the time that's allotted to me from this subject. Amen, my God. I want you to get ready because I'm breaking into your new season. Breaking into my new season. Let's put it that way. I'm breaking into my new season. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. Exult our reading his written word, hearing his spoken word, and receiving the rhema word. We shall now begin to experience the manifested word and enjoy the fruits, the prosperity, the success, the victory, protection of his word in Jesus' name. I'm breaking into my new season. Amen. Lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as the servant has decreed and declared, be it so 
in Jesus' name. Come on, give him a praise. He's going to do just that. I'm breaking into my new season. Amen, amen. I want to paint a picture with this lesson for you in the time that I have available. So it says here that one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. Jesus continued his teaching tour. One day was preaching, as I stated, by the Sea of Galilee. Word about Jesus had spread everywhere, according to Luke chapter 4, verse 14. So great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. And just to give you a little background on the Sea of Galilee, the records imply that it was located in the region of Galilee. It is a very large lake of fresh water, about 650 feet below sea level, 150 feet deep and surrounded by hills. It was 13 miles long and seven miles wide. Jesus could stand on the shore and the people could sit on the hillsides to listen. But on this occasion, the crowds were pushing him and around him eager to hear the word of God. Somebody may ask the question, why is this so significant? Because I'm going to tell you that there is coming the time, and the time is now, where people is going to have a greater hunger for the word of God. I'm telling you, I prophesy that, that people are going to have a greater hunger for the word of God. And when the word of God is preached, taught, prophesied, or ministered, the anointing that is coming from the vessel that is already on the word is going to begin to attract and draw people. Now, some may say, well, how does this deal or interact or interchange with the subject breaking into my new season? Tell your neighbor, hold on, don't touch that dial. Watch this now. So the Bible says it this way in verse two, that Jesus noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Now watch this now. With the crowds pressing in, Jesus would be backed right into the lake. But when he noticed the two empty boats, he had an idea. And let me share something with you. I, I, I don't know who this lesson is relevant for, but I speak to you by the way of the Holy Ghost that God is giving it to agitate the creativity inside of you that he invested. My, 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 my God. And so the text explains that the reason the boats were empty was that the fishermen had left them washing their nets. Fishermen on the Sea of Galilee, they use nets often bell-shaped with lead weights around the edges. Nets had to be kept in good condition. Uh-huh. Watch this now. They had to be kept in good condition so they were washed to remove weeds and then mended in preparation for the next 
Oh, that I were, that I were, that I were. The next fishing expedition. Let me share this with you. Let me pause for station identification. Your occupation, what you do now, whether you are a plumber, whether you are a hairdresser, whether you are a uh, mechanic, whether you are an engineer, whether you are involved in IT, whether you involved in sales, yo, 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 my God, I feel it for somebody right now. God is preparing you for your next season, uh-huh. Yeah, I know that word is used so often, especially in the body of Christ, that God is taking me to my new season. He's taking me to a new level, a new dynamic, a new dimension. We've heard those words, but do you know the significance of what you are saying? Watch this now. So as we read here that those boats were normal fishing boats and was not very large, usually 16 to 20 feet long, and carried a crew of four men comfortably. But the sail was a large triangle attached to a central mast, enabling the boat to be operated by the sail or just by the oars. Oh, we going somewhere today. Watch this now. Two men usually steered the boat while the other two worked with the net. So most of us in modern day now would think of fishing as we would take a fishing rod and throw it out there and catch a fish. Are you with me? And you reel it in. But then they had nets so they would be able to catch more. Oh, come on, Tomber. What you saying here? God is now about to expand your capacity to receive more, to do more for him. Oh, come on, come on. Some of you might be in a place of frustration and aggravation because they, I'm going to say it this way, the job you work in, the school you attend, the neighborhood you reside, and oh, may I say, even in church. Oh, my God, my God. What are you saying? Yes, yes, yes. Let's be real here because why? Even you can become frustrated in ministry. Whoa, what you say? Whoa, what you saying, Tarver? Stay with me here. So as they're working, because the boats were small, they were vulnerable in a storm. Watch this, verse 3. And so he got in Jesus, got into one of the boats belonging to Simon, and asked him to put it out a little away from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. So when you found out in verse two, where it mentioned that he approached uh, Simon, who was the owner of the boats. Oh yeah, that's another thing. I got to bring this in too. God is setting you up for ownership. Woo, my God, ownership. I don't know what that means to some of you that's listening, but I'm here to prophesy to you today. Watch this now. So these fishermen who were cleaning their nets were properly right next to their boats on the shore. So when Jesus got into one of the boats, he called his owner, Simon Peter, and asked him to put it out a little way. From this position, Jesus sat down and taught the crowds, uh-huh, 
from the boat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what are you saying here? This also gives us indication of expansion. Mm. Oh, my God. Expansion. Somebody put in the comments there. Expansion. So this allowed Jesus to continue doing ministry and he still could be heard as his voice could carry across the water. Sitting down was the preferred teaching position of the rabbis in chapter 4, verse 20. But here in verse 4 and 5, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now watch this. You may ask, how did Jesus transition from preaching and teaching the crowd to telling Peter to launch out into the deep? I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you. Because watch this. Even in your secular occupation, Jesus can still speak to you. Somebody better help me here. I said, Jesus can still speak to you. Jesus is not restricted or limited to the four walls of our church facilities. Am I talking to you now? Ho, ho, ho. Before you start running out the door, don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. It, the Bible says, forsake not the assembling ourselves together with the saints, for we overcome by one another's testimony. So in other words, we need the koinonia in the Greek, which means fellowship. We need that. I need you. You need me. We are all a part of God's family. So what you're saying, that's why I'm so grateful even for the hybrid, where we can minister virtually, but yet we can minister in person. Oh, come on now. It can't just be all uh, virtual, because why? There are moments where we need to feel one another. We need to see one another. We need to be able to pray with one another. We need to be able to touch one another. What am I saying? The Bible says if two or three can touch and agree on the same thing. God said that I can be in the midst. Now I'm going to answer you because I picked somebody up in the spirit. Well, you know, you could just touch and agree on a prayer call. You could touch and agree on a Zoom. Yes, you can. But there's something else about touching when you touch somebody else's hands that are anointed and when they touch your anointed hands. Oh my God. Well, let me say this. You ever thought about if a car's battery is um, dead and the car cannot move, you just say, uh, 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 my car is going to start, my car is going to start, my car is going to start. You can sing it that my car is going to start, my car's, and your car is not going to start until it has booster cables that is connected to a live battery to charge your battery. And there are times in our walk with God where we're going to need our spiritual batteries charge. If you're going to go into this next season, if you're going into your new season, you're going to need to be alive and functioning.
Oh, y'all better help me, better help me. Ezekiel, let's interview Ezekiel when God sent him to the Valley of Dry Bones. Yes, they were in the valley. Yes, they were bones, but yet they had to come together to do ministry. Come on back to this text, Tarbert. All right, now here. So when Jesus suggested that they put out into the deep or launch out into the deep and let down their nets for a catch, watch this now. Even, watch this, Simon it was inclined to take Jesus seriously, but yet Simon was probably bone tired. So he explained, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Night fishing was very common on the Sea of Galilee. Fishing was usually best during the night while the fish were active and feeding closer to the surface. Also, fish go deeper in the water when the sun gets high and the net would be of no apparent use. These were expert fishermen, had worked all night long, but had returned with empty nets. But when Jesus, my God, first met Simon and Andrew walking along the sea, they were casting a net into the lake, Mark 1, 16. So somebody may ask the question, hold it, preacher, I was with you, but where you going? What you talking about? Here's what I'm saying right here. Ah, oh, my God, my God. The Lord always supersedes us. He superseded Peter in his command of the boat. Watch this now. When he told them, watch this, he says, uh, he, he he said, launch out into the deep. And this is what Peter is doing, is what many do today. That when God, they're asking God to use me, they're asking God to anoint me, they're asking God, if you can use anybody, you can use me. So, and so when God gets ready to use you, then you want to give him some pushback. Somebody ought to put it in the chat, pushback. So as we look at this text here, but watch this, but when you surrender the command and let Christ be captain, it is so in the teeth of great difficulties for fish are not caught generally in the glare of the day. He will fill your boat to the water's edge. He does beyond all we ask or thought, F.B. Myers stated. But here, let me paint this picture of deep water picture this scene. Simon and the other experienced career fishermen had been trying all night to catch fish, but they know the lake and they know their trade, yet they have caught nothing. My God, how many have been there? You've ministered to people, you've evangelized, you shared your faith and look like no results, but I'm here to encourage you to launch out into the deep what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying, trust God. That song this morning, I am a child of God. And when the woman of God was singing, she was saying that we were able to conquer fear. And they said the acronym is fear. It's the false evidence of what appears to be real. And I'm here to encourage you that Jesus will give you the grace and the ability to conquer fear. Because why? You can't go into your new season with fear. 
Woo, my God, my God, my God. But Jesus, a carpenter, tells them to move out into deep water and try again. Simon and the others must have felt like telling Jesus he should stick to building furniture and lead the fishing to the experts, but they didn't. My God, my God. Instead, they obeyed him. You know, I discovered in my Christian walking journey as I go from place to place and minister that there are many in the body of Christ, oh, I'm going there, I'm going there, I'm going there, that are so gifted and anointed, but yet they fail to follow instructions, but yet they want results. Mm -hmm. They want God kind of results, but they won't obey God. Uh-huh. Well, let me just bring it this way. I feel some of you watch this now. Well, he just a man. She just a woman. Well, God speaks through men and women. Watch this now. Listen, and have you ever been in a situation where you felt that Jesus couldn't possibly understand your needs? Many acts of services and enterprises for God require moving out into deep water. Learn a lesson from a bunch of fishermen. Listen to Jesus and obey his commands, however difficult they may be to you. Listen, if you can do it all by yourself, listen, you wouldn't need God. But there are things that God is designed to do, and there are things that God designed for you to do. Now watch this. And he taught out of the ship, and let me just hurry here. My God, my God. And so here, when they said we told all night, yeah, because why? It's, I, I've seen several laborious draughts, Peter saying, which means we dropped our net, came up with nothing. We dropped our net, came up with nothing. We dropped our net, came up with nothing. But sometimes you got to realize that one more word from Jesus, one more word from Jesus can make a difference in your life, can make a difference in your ministry, can make a difference in your business. Come on now, can make a difference in your family. All labor must be fruitless where the blessing of God is not, but especially that of ministry. It is the presence and influence of Christ in a congregation that caused souls to be gathered unto himself. Without these, wherever the preacher's eloquence or abilities may be, all will be night and fruitless labors. But they said, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. My God, nevertheless, I will let down the net. He assumes the character of fisher of men under any authority that does not proceed from Christ uh, is sure to catch nothing. Uh, but he who labors uh, by the order and under the direction of the great shepherd and the bishop of souls cannot labor in vain. My God, my, my, my. And this with a love, and I'm about to close on this lesson, that they, when they obeyed Jesus, the Bible said that when they let down their neck, 
my God, I'm getting excited here for somebody. It's going to be a breakthrough in your new season. I prophesy to you today. Watch this now. The Bible says that the neck break. Woo, what are you saying? There were so many fish that were ordained to hit the neck. I don't know who I'm talking to today that this lesson is relevant for, but God says there are people, there are resources, there are situations that are ordained to align with your ministry, that are aligned to meet with your business, that are aligned to meet with your purpose in life. I prophesy to somebody today that because you obey God, that tuitions are going to, that's right, scholarships are going to be in alignment with you. My God, contracts for the business entrepreneurs are coming into alignment for you. Ministry, people are coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. They're coming into alignment. Somebody ought to say alignment. Oh my God, here the Bible says they have caught no fish before, but because they obeyed, they obeyed, they obeyed, the fish had to obey. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Here's what I love about it. The way he says that in the lesson, it said that the fish during the day will go down so deep, but at night, they will come closer to the surface. Uh, God got it set up. Mm, you've been set up by God uh, to walk into your next season, uh, to walk into your new season. Uh, and God says, uh, when the demonstration of the nets being broke, uh, they had so many, uh, they had to call the other boats, uh, said, come and help us here. Who am I talking to today? That the enemy tried to stop you. The enemy tried to block you. And the enemy tried to discourage you. Even though you know you got a word from God, but he wanted to paint a picture that God is far from you. That God is not hearing you. That you are not significant to God. But the devil is a liar. God says that you're breaking into your new season. My God, I gotta hurry. Watch this now. And another thing about this text. Remember I said that the boats were small, but God is about to bring overflow, uh, where you're going to need more than one bank account, uh, where you're going to need some stocks and bonds, uh, and so cryptocurrency. Uh, oh my God, what are you saying? Uh, God is now bringing you into the season of expansion. Uh-huh. What he's telling you, my God, my God, my God, uh, when they had to call the other boats, uh, God is also saying to you that it's
it's not about you being selfish. It's not about you think you all of that in a bag of chips. It's not about you thinking you're the only one that God can use. God is saying, I don't just anoint you. I don't just appoint you for you to feel all haughty and mighty, but I'm using you for the glory of God. I'm using you to go minister to somebody else. I'm blessing you to go bless somebody else. We gotta be in a season to hear from God. God, lift your hands and say, God, anoint my eyes, anoint my ears, anoint my mouth, anoint my hands, anoint my feet, that I can be and do what you assigned for me to do. God is trusting you with his anointing, with his gifts, with the ability to do greater works. Jesus said, greater works you should do than I have done. Oh my God, anybody ready to do some greater works? Let me get ready to close. And the Bible says that the next break, are you ready? You can't break until certain things around you break. Oh my God, the anointing oil that that woman had who most people would have cast out when they allowed her in the church, when they allowed her in their homes, but she broke the alabaster box and anointed Jesus' feet. My God, come on. And she used what she had to wipe it, which was her hair. I'm trying to help somebody here. And my God, God says, I'm bringing you to a place where your anointing is going to be so potent that people are going to be healed. People are going to be delivered. People are going to be saved. People are going to be set free. Companies are going to prosper because you're working there. Your business is going to grow because of the anointing. I gotta close, but I wanna give you this story. Said he had his eyes open. There's a story of a boy whose parents took him to Florida to spend the winter. He returned to his city home, disgusted with the country he had been in. It was dull, stupid, and uninteresting, he said. He, during the next few months, However, he was in charge of a tutor who was enthusiastic botanist, and he kindled the boy's interest in his favorite study. The boy learned about orchards and their strange life. His tutor took him to a conservatory that he might see some of them growing. You see them in Florida, the tutor said. They are much better there but these will give you an idea. The boy looked at him in amazement. I have been in Florida, he said, but I never noticed any of them. Perhaps you did not look for them, the tutor answered, but they will not escape you the next time. This is often the way in the Bible. A man may see no beauty in it, but the Holy Spirit is ready to open the eyes of our understanding and teach us. It may be by some sermon 
or book which will lift up a truth about its hiding place and give an application to our life that we never had before. What am I saying? As God is breaking us into our new season, we may have felt humdrum. We may have felt boring. It may have seemed nonchalant, but God's given to take where you are and open your eyes and do something greater. Like when he touched the man's eyes that was blind. He said, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees. He touched him again. Said, what do you see? He said, I see them as they are. As I close this lesson, I pray to God that you will not be down. You will not remain discouraged. You will not fear in the place where you are right now. But God is saying, I'm making a move. I'm about to bust a move in your night season. Yes, Lord, that when you come out in the daytime, God's going to exploit you. God's going to display you. God's going to show you off. Whoa, my God, my God. God's doing some great things. There's an anointing right now for you to lift up your hands and say, God, I surrender my night season to you for my next season. I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. Uh, yes, uh, he was talking to men of God. Uh, he was saying, launch out into the deep. Uh, he was saying, I'm giving to show you something. Uh, sometimes we need to shut our mouth uh, and don't speak against the word of God uh, because God is doing some things. Uh, you can cancel your miracle uh, by your mouth. Uh, you can cancel your breakthrough. Uh, by your mouth. You can cancel your finances. By your mouth. You can cancel your healing. By your mouth. You better gotta say like Peter. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will be obedient. Woo, my God, there is so much more to this lesson, but I got to go. My time is out. My time is out. My God, I need to pray with you right now. Those of you that said, I need Jesus into my life. I need to be a part of a Bible-believing church. I need to come back to God. I need my faith renewed. I need a fresh anointing. I need a greater oil. I want you to pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole. I want to have an assurance that I can always be with you and you will always be with me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins, going into the grave, but rising on the third day, giving me victory, giving me hope and a new opportunity in life. I thank you today uh, that I receive you into my heart. Uh, I confess with my mouth uh, that right now I am saved. 
Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. My God, you prayed that prayer. We want to thank God for you right into our ministry. Amen. Events at ylmconnect.org or better yet, download our mobile app. Follow the prompts. Amen. Amen. And then let us know that on this day, you heard a word breaking into my new season. Oh, my God. And this is the day you reclaimed your relationship with Jesus. This is the day you found, uh, you didn't find Jesus, but Jesus found you. This is the day that you gave your life to Jesus. My God, I gotta go, I gotta go. Uh, Pastor Gassandra, you better come back because uh, I feel a breakthrough for somebody. My God, oh my God, my God, my God. Uh, you need to tell somebody right now, uh, I'm breaking into my new season. Uh, I challenge you uh, to say it every day, uh, even though you might feel pains in your body, even though you got some bad news, uh, but God says, uh, I'm about to turn the bad news around uh, and make it good for your favor, because anytime you get rejected, uh, anytime things don't come through for you. God got something better for you. You better take this mic. I got to go. But God, hey, my God, is breaking you into your new season. God bless you. May heaven smile on you. Woo, praise God. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1-844-948-3895. Cash App Dollar Sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify, search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.